0: My name is Jaden Duenas. Oh, I'm gonna try that again. I didn't realize my mic wasn't going. Uh, good morning. My name is Jaden Duenas, and this is Join the Discourse. Take this off. Um, we are live right now, Thursday morning, December 17th. Just a little bit late this morning, but I just had to wrap up like this this like photo shoot video shoot modeling type stuff today I still got the fit on actually um but yeah I'm, I'm gonna keep this at try to keep it at 7:30 going forward um before we get started make sure you tune in this Saturday I'm gonna have like a pre-recorded episode um an extended episode as well I was gonna talk about the death penalty in this episode like I said on Tuesday um instead I'm gonna respond to some some more anti-vaccine stuff again Um, But Saturday, we're going to have an in-depth discussion pre-recorded about the death penalty in the United States and like institutionalized racism, but also institutionalized genocide, which is what the death penalty has has turned out to be throughout history. So follow, subscribe, all of that, notifications on, please tune in on Saturday. But for now, uh, let's talk about this vaccine. So this video was posted uh, recently. I'm going to play it in a second. But as I was watching it, I couldn't help but thinking like, This might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard, like ever, ever. And so I don't want to bring people down or like call people dumb like that. But what she what she's saying is the dumb stuff. And I just want to dispel all the misinformation from TikTok scientists. So let's take a look.
1: Does it honestly don't take a genius to know that it took six years to come out with a flu vaccine? But they're coming out saying that COVID is worse than the flu. But it only took under a year for y'all to make a vaccine for COVID. But y'all can't find no cure to HIV and AIDS and cancer. And not only that, people who have got the vaccine tested on them has got this as a side effect. And half of their face is paralyzed. And a lot of people hate when you bring up the Bible containing the vaccine. But they literally came out and said that the vaccine is biotech. Why would you have technology in a vaccine? And then one of the medicals used in the vaccine is called Luciferous. And I'm
0: not forcing you guys to believe me. but when. It- so there's a, a lot going on there. Um, number one, uh, she compared it to the flu vaccine, which she said took six years. Um, the flu vaccine actually took much longer than six years. So I'll, I'll give you that. The first recorded description of the flu vaccine is from 412 BC, before Christ. Um, and it was from Hippocrates, ancient Greece's, like most famous, doc- one of the first doctors, I guess, in the world, in that sort of sense. Um, In the early 1900s, you know, there was a Spanish flu. The first outbreak of the flu was actually in the 16th century. But the Spanish flu occurred in the early 1900s and caused a pandemic. And it wasn't until the 1930s, actually, so 30 years later, that the first vaccines were tested on British soldiers. And then it wasn't until the 1940s that the first official flu vaccine was tested and was successful. So yeah, it took all that time to develop a flu vaccine hundreds of years ago. Now we have 21st century technology, and I don't think it's a stretch to say that it, we should be able to make vaccines much more quickly than, you know, hundreds and thousands of years as it took actually for the flu vaccine. Today, scientists actually continue to develop new flu vaccines, and they do so twice a year um, because how it rapidly mutates. So they develop a flu vaccine every six months. Um, and that's like while the virus is mutating, which is not even a year like COVID has been. I don't think it's a stretch to say that a vaccine could be created within a year. This lady, she had it all the way twisted. Like we developed a flu vaccine so quickly, actually, not slowly, because of our familiarity with the flu and, and the ways that we've learned to track it and be prepared for its mutations. The difference between the flu and COVID isn't that it's like so much worse, as she said is that COVID is an entirely... Or not COVID, but coronavirus is an entirely different kind of virus. It's not just a different strain of the flu. It's literally a different type of virus than the flu. The flu is influenza virus, and coronavirus is a coronavirus. Um, And it's like... Not only that it's a different type of virus, but also that it's an airborne virus, meaning it's contagious through the air. Um, And also that it's been shown to be like incredibly fatal in the sense of like viral infections. Um, The flu is fatal too, of course, kills tens of thousands of people a year. Um, And It's not that COVID is like worse or more lethal than the flu, but rather that it's harder to get it under control and prevent this massive amount of deaths because of these differences and our inexperience working with coronaviruses, Um, which is why we should wear masks and take the vaccine that they've successfully created. Like this is a, a scientific accomplishment. All right. Number two, she compared it to, you know, why can't we create a cure for HIV or AIDS or cancer so quickly. For one, HIV and AIDS are the same thing. So HIV is the virus that leads to AIDS, which is the disease. That's how viruses work. Uh, You know that if you actually studied all this since COVID started, but you clearly haven't. um, Because the coronavirus is the virus that leads to COVID-19, which is the disease. Again, that's how viruses work. Comparing COVID to HIV is just not accurate at all because HIV is again a different type of virus. It's a retrovirus Um, and I'm not going to get into all the biological details of how a retrovirus works, but basically it uses a reverse uh, transcription process. So instead of DNA to RNA and all that, it goes RNA to DNA retroviruses contain rna essentially and because of that reverse process it has a very high rate of mutation which is why there's never been a cure for hiv and aids because the cures in vaccines literally can't keep up with how fast that virus mutates comparing it to cancer like i'm not even going to entertain that argument i feel like that's pretty self-explanatory um if it's not just do a google search and ask like why cancer is so hard to cure I feel like that should need explaining cancer is not even a virus. So we're just going to leave that one there. Uh, number three, when she said that people who had the vaccine tested on them had this was the word she used uh, as a side effect. Just for people listening who who can't see the video, she said that it was cerebral, pro- cerebral palsy, sorry, cerebral palsy. Um, so suggesting that people had developed cerebral palsy from the vaccine. And that's simply not true at all. There's no evidence for that whatsoever. Um, What she might have meant was Bell's palsy, which is a very different condition, but which was actually found as a a possible side effect of the COVID vaccine. So that is true, that Bell's palsy was seen uh, in the vaccine trials. But I'm just going to give some more context to Bell's palsy. So you, you really understand what's going on here. Okay. Bell's palsy is an extremely common condition that causes temporary paralysis in the face. So severe or permanent Bell's palsy is extremely rare. And for the most part, just completely unseen. It sounds scary. It probably is. I'm not going to sit here and say that I I would want my face paralyzed. That sounds terrible. Um, But out of 40,000 trials, four people developed Bell's palsy over a period of three months. I'm not saying that to take those four people lightly, because that's the same argument people have had against um, against COVID deaths. They said it's only such and such percentage of the population. But like, would you want to die if you were that part of that population? Would you want you know, to be part of these four people with Bell's palsy? Um, did you know 25 to 35 people out of 100,000 get Bell's palsy every single year? All right. That means. In a trial of 40,000 vaccines, there was actually less of Bell's palsy than scientists would have expected from just pulling random people off the street. And so to me, that's not a valid argument that that Bell's palsy is like a possible side effect and you're not going to take it because of this and that. You could get Bell's palsy anyway, just from living. It happens. That's People have it. And for the most part, people don't even notice that other people have it because it's so the effects are so minimal for the most part, usually, in most cases. All right, next one was number four. She said they came out and said it was biotech. Literally all vaccines are biotech. That's what biotechnology is. So the first flu vaccine that I was just talking about from 1930s was an example of biotechnology. The word technology doesn't mean that they're trying to put a microchip in you or some other like computer parts or something like that. They're not trying to make you into a cyborg. If you're worried about them tracking your location or your health data, maybe start with your phone or your Apple Watch that takes your heart rate, or maybe your legal documentations that have all of your information on them that they likely have a lot of access to. Uh, not even likely, they, they do have access to. Start with your social media accounts, your GPS. If you want to push back against the massive data collection that you know the government has on us, please do. I'm 100% with that. But microchips, they don't need a microchip for that. Focus on all the other things that that you voluntarily give them information about yourself every single day. Don't worry about a microchip. Like start with what's here first. Like you're already giving up all this stuff about yourself. Why are you even concerned about the fact that they could be doing that, especially because that's just not how how even that process would work. All right. I'm not going to get into microchips any more than that. The last point was that, number five, she said that one of the medicals, okay, not even the right way to use that, but okay. One of the medicals used in the vaccine is called Luciferous, implying that it has something to do with Lucifer or Satan or the devil or the Illuminati. I'm not really sure what she was really implying about that. Lucifer comes from the Latin word for lights. It is the, the root of where we get the Spanish word luz, l-u-z. It's in all of our English words that come from that Latin root, like illuminate, luminescence, uh, luminosity. Um, it's part of the word Illuminati, which means like enlightened, I believe, or something to do with like light. Um, Luciferase, not Luciferus, Luciferase, is a class of enzymes. We know that because ace, A-S-E, that is a suffix for enzymes, Uh, and those enzymes do exactly that. It's a naturally bioluminescent, which means through biological processes, it creates light, naturally bioluminescent enzyme that lights up when it reacts with a substrate. If you're wondering, yes, it's the exact enzyme that's found in fireflies, and fireflies have nothing to do with Satan. Would you look at that? Um. It's used in biotechnology all the time, like when developing vaccines, to measure things in our body and be able to track and see, like where the the light occurs in your body and stuff like that. Um, it's also like there's processes where you do, uh, you take radioactive elements and you put them through your body in order to to make them light up on the radar, not the radar, but you know the the different graphs and the screens and stuff like that to see what's occurring in your body. That's a natural or not a natural, but it's a commonly used scientific practice, uh, and in other words, it has nothing to do with the devil, Satan, any of that. We've been doing it since the 1940s. I think it was 1940, like eight or nine. It was in the late 1940s when that that process was first implemented using luciferase, specifically enzymes. Um, and so, the only thing that like I really think is worth listening to from her it might be these last words. So I'm gonna just play this. And I'm
1: not forcing you guys to believe me, but when
0: you heard it from her. Uh, Please do not believe a word she says. She's not forcing you. Do not believe it. Um, Again, please tune in on Saturday. I'm going to have a whole long pre-recorded episode discussing the death penalty, discussing its implications for Black Americans, for people of color. Um, I guess I'm going to also try to to discuss how it fits in for white Americans, Um, because clearly, you know, It hasn't been only black people or only people of color who've been killed by the death penalty. Um, It's also true that a lot of people who have received the death penalty have committed heinous crimes um, to which people would say, like, you think that they shouldn't have been killed? I'm gonna be straight up. No, I don't think they should have been killed. I think we need to abolish the death penalty. But we're going to get into all of that on Saturday. Please tune in. If you have something to add to this conversation that I just had today or to Saturday's discussion, or if you have a different topic you want me to talk about, or if you have whatever it is, you can join the conversation, join the discourse. as the premise of this show. Uh, join the discourse on my Discord server at jd-originals.com. You can find it on the homepage there. Uh, you can also shoot me a DM on any different platform or email me at jaden at jd-originals.com, uh, and I'll make sure I get back to you or just take whatever you have to say and implement that into the next show. Uh, for now, where are we at? So, yeah, Saturday, we got something coming up. I'm going to have a full set of streams next week as well. Probably some more artistic stuff alongside like the show episode. Um, also, I'm officially on Spotify. You can listen to me on Spotify. You can listen to me on YouTube, which is where this is live streaming right now, as well as Periscope. Um, it'll be up later for replay on both of those. Um, I'm also gonna be on Apple Podcasts. I believe I might be up on there right now, but I'm not sure. But I'm definitely on Spotify. Um, and then SoundCloud as well. I'm trying to keep keep that updated to the best extent that I can. Until that, that max capacity reaches on SoundCloud, then I'm just going to stick to Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. You can always watch it on YouTube for free. Um, make sure you do check out that YouTube, though. You can see the episode from the I mean, Tuesday or like some of the stuff I was doing last week. Um, you're also going to see some of my art videos that I was doing over the summertime and stuff like that. Um, and also like turn on the notifications because I'm gonna have some live stream events when I'm, you know, making something or when I'm premiering new artwork or whatever, if I'm just doing a photography trip, I might just do that live, um, stuff like that. So, uh, one of the last things I want to talk about is my Patreon, uh, said that I was officially starting that up and I am, I've got two tiers of support. So for $3 a month, you can do regular support. And that just helps me to to keep doing this. Um, You'll have like special access on the Discord server. So that would be dope. You have like after hours access, I'm calling it. So the regular access is just during the show, you can use it. Um, Other than that, you can just use it after hours for $3 a month and that would be dope. And it would just allow us to continue the conversation and keep these thoughts going and make sure we're continuing to examine it. analyze the world that we're living in Uh, but the second tier of support is actually $20 a month and you might be thinking that would be absurd and I would say exactly the same thing I probably wouldn't do that for for no reason Um, but the thing is there is a reason for both of these tiers you'll get like a special shout out I'll thank you publicly because I appreciate that a lot Um, But for this, like, super support tier of $20 a month, you will get a free piece of artwork after one year of support. And so after that, you could cancel it if you want. You could go down to $3 a month. If you want another piece of artwork, you can keep doing $20 a month. I don't care. Um, But for one year of $20 a month support, you get a free piece of artwork of your own. So that has priceless value. (laughs) Priceless value. Um, But yeah, Patreon really would just help me. Uh, help me continue to do this and pursue it more full-time than I am right now. Again, I have a job right now. So it's like, I don't need the support on Patreon right now. Um, But in order to like really dive into what I'm doing here and continue to be doing these episodes and continue to make more stuff and more stuff and continue to pursue my artistic crafts, um, Patreon support really does help tremendously. So uh, if you're considering it, please do if you're considering it again thank you for considering um and please do uh last thing actually is just make sure you watch life with matcha that's my podcast that i do with my girlfriend destiny uh, and my dog matcha our dog matcha uh, we do that on youtube uh that's also on spotify again apple podcast all of that make sure you follow us on social media life w matcha um, that's M-A-T-C-H-A, regular spelling of matcha. Uh, and we would really appreciate if you check that out. We just did a new episode earlier this week. It was posted on Tuesday, and we'll have another one coming up next Tuesday, as well as, like, a special Christmas episode. So that'll be cool. Uh, but other than that, please, again, tune in on Saturday, and I will see you then. Peace out.